This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sports for Dummies. I am Lewis Pears, and I'm here with my co-host, Hope Ellen. Hope, how are you doing? Really good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I am good. You know, I've enjoyed lots of football, loads of football at the moment. I'm having a great time. And how's your PT sessions? Because we messaged earlier this week, and you said, oh, I've got one at eight in the morning. Oh, it was, you know, it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. But goodness me, I was knackered afterwards. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> knackered. I could feel I was at work today and I was really feeling it, but it was so worth it. What's the aim? What are you trying? Are you going to try and bulk up for, for summer? You want to? Yeah, it's just, you know, I'm just doing it for strength and endurance. So I'm trying to get fitter and stronger at the same time. So not, there's not necessarily a, 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 like a straight goal, um, but I'm just trying to get fitter and stronger. That's kind of the aim. So, Hope, have you watched any of the Euros this week? You'll be very proud. Oh, yeah? I have. I watched the England game. Admittedly, my friend came round and he's a big football fan, supports Liverpool. So any Liverpool fan, in Liverpool games, he comes around my house. We live quite close to each other. But we always end up watching about 10 minutes and then just chatting. And we never actually focus on the game. But I did see the goal. Yes. And I did see the other goal from Henderson that was offside. Yes. And I know we're going to talk about England in more detail, but I also watched a little bit of the Portugal game. They played France. Yes, they did play France. And I watched that and I was very impressed with Ronaldo. Yes. And I was thinking, Lewis, you're onto something. I'm, look, I don't, I'm, look, I'm not going to big myself up, Hope, but I did say, you know, the top goal scorer currently. Big yourself. Look. Five goals, one assist, Cristiano Ronaldo. And I, 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 I called it because I just knew it. He is the man on a mission for them. He's going to be the man to lead them to however far they get. Um, but if they're going to do it, they're going to have to do it through him. And they did. You know, he scored two, albeit a bit questionable, um, the decisions. I'm not sure how I felt about them, that they were two penalties. What do you mean? Well, the, the, you know, the referee gave these two penalties, but it was a bit like, uh, I don't know. I mean, the first one, I understand, I think, you could see it a bit. The second one, I was like, I really wasn't that convinced. Um, just refereeing, you know, refs giving controversial decisions. Um, and he scored both. They were both good penalties. But 
yeah, it was, to be fair, I was flicking backwards and forwards between the two games to work out who England was going to get. Me and my friend were watching the the one with Cristina Ronaldo. <laughs> Portugal. Yes. <laughs> and you know when it pops up, the other game? Yes. And it was showing the score for Germany. Yeah. And then as it was showing the clip, they scored again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. They did. They literally scored instantly. So they literally, <laughs> Hungary kicked off. It was 1-1 and they literally scored instantly. Also, can I just say, something I learned this week about the Euros and Germany's stadium and mm. they want to have the LGBTQ plus yes. colours and they're not being allowed. No, UEFA banned it. I know I haven't, I don't really, I haven't read into it because I haven't had a lot of time. I've been working. I've been quite busy. Oh, Lewis, come on. I know. I know this is your know, one sorry. job. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it does seem very strange that they they didn't allow it and they allow players to wear the rainbow armbands but they don't allow stadiums to be multicolored. And actually, the the Bayern, so that's Bayern Munich Stadium, the Allianz Arena. It's a very, very clever stadium with brilliant technology. And the photo of the stadium lit up in rainbow colors was, I thought, was quite stunning. Actually, it was quite a, a really powerful image. Um, and the fact it was banned, I just, I really do not understand. But the truth yeah. is, there's a lot about the people that run UEFA and those people that I won't comment on. Um, you can do your own research for anyone that's listening to. But people that are a bit questionable is all I can say. Do you know, someone once told me, because I, I was once dating this guy who used to play for Chelsea, right. apparently. I don't know if he was just chatting yeah. shit, but that's what he yeah. told me anyway. And I, I believe people at face value. And he told me once that all the people in charge are all drug dealers or gangsters. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of corruption in UEFA and in FIFA. Um, there's been a lot of sackings over the last couple of years, a lot of things that have been highlighted. Um, yeah, lots of big issues, to be honest, with UEFA and FIFA and the people at the top. So there you go. Well, this is not sports for gangsters. So if you're a naughty no. <laughs> person, <laughs> this is exactly. not the podcast for you. <laughs> no, no, we could do that another time. Um, but yeah, not sports for gangsters. We'll wear our jewellery. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Get the bling on 100%. We'll make it happen. Anyone listening will make it happen. You know what the thing for me hope you know getting germany now i don't know what your opinions are i'm a little bit worried um because i, I know you see you're watching it and you were talking but to be fair you didn't really have to watch it because it feels like england don't really have a tactic um they kind of yeah mm, i'm i'm worried because you're worried <laughs> but i was chatting to my friend last night because we we're watching the game with france and whatever and he was like, oh, they are really good. And the goal that France scored that I saw was fantastic. It was really, really good. And I said to him, I went, well, I, saw, I learned something that if we are through to this, we're going to play these teams and they're a lot harder. And he said he was really pleased that we are through to that because he thought it would be boring if we were playing the other ones. Yeah. So if we win, it'll be more well-deserved. Yeah, 100%. I think, I think he's right. And I think the fact we topped the group, we can't complain. You know, we came first. That's great. We won two games. Fantastic. But... There are issues like when you watch England, there is just no, there's no creativity. There's like a real piece of the jigsaw. Like when you watch France, you probably saw Pogba, who was absolutely running the show. Um, he's a fantastic, fantastic player, and he looks. He play for Man United. He see, you're getting it now. He absolutely does. He absolutely does. But he plays quite a different. His role at Man United is quite different to like him in France. Um, but he's still one of the best on his day. He's absolutely brilliant, but. Yeah, it just, you know, you watch that and I'm like, we need a player like Pogba in England, like playing for England. Someone told me the other day um, that they think we're lacking kind of maturity in the team and there's lots of young people and we need someone who's been about. 
Yeah. Someone someone who knows the game. Someone who yeah. knows the game. And that, you know, someone like Henderson. So Henderson, you know, he does, you could argue, but also that you need multiple people to run the dressing room. And actually, you're right that we do have a young, exciting squad, but there aren't that many leaders. Like Harry Kane is still, you know, still will be regarded as a young player in his prime. Um, but equally, you know, he's not 34. He's not like a Rooney. Um, and he's also never done... Well, he's performed well at tournaments, but he's never won anything on a major in a major competition. Um, so I wouldn't say he'd be the man to lead us. But it's tricky. It is a tricky kind of conversation tricky, to tricky, have. Tricky, 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 tricky. It's... Din, din, din. Exactly. I also have a story. Yes. You might know, because I told my friend, like, I was acting like it was exclusive news, and they were like, yeah, I read that. I went, oh. Grealish. Yes. Apparently, he's quite vain. Hmm. And one of his, when he was playing Scotland, one of his teammates who plays with him normally told another Scottish member of the team who was marking him, don't give him any aggression or anything like that. Don't, don't say anything like, oh, like get out of the well. He went, compliment him and it will really mess with his head. Really? So apparently this person, this Scottish man who was marking him was going, oh, you've got lovely thighs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> And it was freaking him out. Yeah, well, no. I mean, it, it would be, to be fair. If someone turned to me all of a sudden and started commenting, you'd Ooh, be yeah. like, yeah, hi. <laughs> like, what, what is going on? Um, to be fair, though, I mean, tactically, it's quite it's quite clever. That probably was John McGinn, his teammate. That would have been that would have been it. Um, you taught me something new as well. There you go. I did not know that. That's very interesting. Who's the dummy? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. See, we have to share the role. We have to yeah, share the role. Exactly. Hope the question is, though, what is your prediction for Germany? So we're playing Germany Tuesday at 5 p.m. I'm sure the pubs will be absolutely rammed, people taking a day off work 100%. What are your thoughts for that? Even if you don't know, what would you say? Uh, do you know what? I should have free lions on my shirt, but I doubt us. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, exactly. I do. I don't think oh. we're very good. I think Germany's going to beat us 3-0. Wow. Wow. I'm sure the I'm sure the listeners in Germany right now will be absolutely buzzing with that prediction. Um that's a big scoreline. That's a big call. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a fun tournament. Um and there's loads more, you know, there's loads more football to come. So we've got from Saturday constant games. Wales Denmark is the first game on Saturday at 5 p.m. Exciting, exciting stuff. Exciting it has been. Um, there has been some games that have been a bit boring, as we've mentioned. There's also been some times where it's been a little bit stressful and upsetting, which leads us on to talking about Ericsson. Absolutely. And I think it's important for us to say to all listeners too, that this is something that we haven't ignored. This is something that we didn't ignore. Um, it's, you know, it's been in the news a lot. And we felt as a, as a, as a team that actually we wanted to talk about this in weeks to come um, when we do a review of the Euros, which we will do in due course, of course. Um, but yeah, it was a really tragic incident. And actually, it's fantastic to see Denmark doing so well. And I wish them all the best for the rest of this tournament. I hope they go on and absolutely smash it because they deserve it entirely. Um, you know, when they played Russia the other night and they won 4-1, they were absolutely unbelievable. And seeing the fans and the excitement in the stadium and knowing the passion with everything that's gone on, knowing the passion they're showing um, and the fights that they're showing is just phenomenal. Um, it really is. And I think it's great to see a nation really bounce back from such an awful event. It's, yeah, it's a really, really cool thing to see. On a last note, Dun, 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 Denmark. So, Hope, we're going to quickly talk about the F1 at the weekend. Do you know anything at all about Formula One? I know that Lewis Hamilton used today, Nicole, 
Scherzinger. Yeah. I know that there's a man called Button. Yeah. Um, and I know that Lewis Hamilton did not win, which is quite a shock. That is a shock. See, hope you've got all the facts ready and in store. So that's right. So actually at the weekend, they were racing at the Circuit Pool Ricard, which is near Marseille in France. Ooh, Marseille. <laughs> exactly. So at the moment, Hope, the main two people competing, really, it's Max Verstappen, who drives for Red Bull against Lewis Hamilton. That's been the kind of head-to-head this season. So obviously, Lewis Hamilton drives for Mercedes. That's been the excitement. I don't know how much you enjoy watching F1 because, um, you know, it's a preferred taste. It's like a fine wine. Some people really enjoy it. Some people hate it. Um, Ooh, fine wine. <laughs> Honestly, I think sometimes you're a 50-year-old bloke trapped in an 18-year-old body. You know, are you 18 still? Nin- 18? I'm 19. 19. Oh, sorry. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Cheers. Only like, only like 10 months ago, but I really appreciate it. <laughs> Well, it's nearly coming again. It will still count. Um, what was I going to say? There was something I was going to say. How, what do I think about F1? I would rather play a computer game where I'm riding a car or driving a car than watch it. Yeah. Also, I would love to ride really fast on a track in a fast car. And I once interviewed an F1 engineer, which was very interesting. Oh, wow. And they take a huge bus and a catering team with them. Yeah, all around it, the world. It's crazy, isn't it? And actually, the money that it costs to run the cars is remarkable. The amount of fuel that's needed really is quite amazing. And actually, the speed at which they go is it is phenomenal. It really is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, the race was. I mean, the race was actually quite good. It was very neck and neck. Um, of course, this is sports for dummies, so we're going to put it as plainly as possible for people to understand. Um, for me but to it was, understand, let's be honest. Exactly. Well, that's okay though. Basically, Verstappen was leading from the get go. Um, great name, and- Verstappen. Verstappen, his good name, isn't it? Max Verstappen. And basically at turn two of this track, he ended up going off the course. So Lewis Hamilton took the lead, um, which is obviously not ideal because the whole point is he's supposed to drive on the track and not off Max, the track. Max, get off the grass, you silly yeah. egg. Yeah, what is he doing? What is Max doing? And then it was neck and neck the whole way. Um, and basically what people do in F1 Hope is stuff called undercut, which is basically where, let's say me and you were driving now, you have to get your tires changed every so often in a race because your tires don't last the whole race. And so what you attempt to do is you go in to pit stop so you have your tires changed and I try and beat you at that time. So while you're having your tires changed, I basically speed up and I undercut you as in I go ahead of you on the track while you're on the pit stop. So you come out behind me. And that's what F1 has kind of turned into. It used to be a lot about power and speed and there were less turns. Now it's much more tactical in a sense that you there are less opportunities to overtake people on the actual track. So a lot of people do it while people are t- changing tires. So what happened was with um, there was lots of undercutting going on. Does that make it more dangerous as a sport? Because it would encourage the drivers not to want to stop. So when their tires need changing, they might say, oh no, I'll go another lap. Yeah, there's, I, think, I think that's... Uh, I think that's definitely a good a good point for sure. But also, the I think the other thing as well is that because there is such a focus on tyres, actually it, it happens less because you slow down because your tyres are wearing out. Whereas, say back in the day, if you had 10 laps to go and you didn't want to... Have you ever seen Cars? The film? Yeah. Um, Maybe a few years ago. I only remember the lorry, with the brown lorry with the bit dopey. He was like, well, I'm a lorry. <laughs> I know. Well, if you imagine in cars, you know, with like with the tire changing, how quickly they do things, because the t- I think the technology has got so good in F one with tire changing and stuff. Actually, it's less dangerous than years before because actually because the cars were much more powerful and there were mu- there were lots more opportunities to overtake. 
there was more of a chance of crashes happening and tires bursting. So yes, to an extent, but I don't, I don't think necessarily. Um, but it's an, that is an interesting question. That isn't it? And I think the truth is all sports dangerous. F1 is a very dangerous sport. You know, there's no denying it. There are always crashes. There are things that happen that are dangerous, you know, tires setting off or sparks coming to call. So what happened in this race is that Verstappen pit stopped, basically pit stopped at a perfect time, which meant that his tires lasted longer than Lewis Hamilton. And so with two laps to go, he overtook him and won the race. So very tactical. Um, Currently, Verstappen is leading, so he's tops. There have been seven races. There are 23 in total. Verstappen is top with 131 points, and Hamilton is second with 119. So a close gap. Um, And then third is Sergio Perez, who rides for Red Bull. He's got 84. So Verstappen and Hamilton are leading. Um, But there's been a big competition between Red Bull. So Red Bull have really stepped up their game this year. But there is a lot on the line for Lewis this season because... Currently, he is drawing with Michael Schumacher. So he's got seven world championships, world titles. So he's got seven world titles. If he wins this season, he will have the most ever of any Grand Prix driver. So basically, he wants to win this season. He wants to get claim that title and be the greatest. But obviously, with Max Verstappen winning at the moment, there's a lot on the line. And there's still lots of races to go. Um, but even on the weekend, say, tactically, Red Bull outsmarted uh, Mercedes. Two things I want to say. Can you please remind me of the word burger in a, in a moment? And okay. I'll tell you why. The first thing I want to say is in terms of sport, how can you really judge a driver in terms of their how good they are as a sportsman compared to, say, a footballer where they're actually physically doing it? Because surely the car, the manufacturer everything comes into it more than the actual individual who's driving. They're just driving a car. No, I think, I think that's true. It's actually very interesting you ask that question. So my dad has actually met Lewis Hamilton. And it's actually really interesting you say that because your body weight, your actual body weight impacts the car so much. So I can't remember how much Lewis Hamilton weighs, but if he was to go 0.1 of a kilo over the weight that he's required to be, that can slow the car down entirely. So although I agree, it's not necessarily your physical strength your body weight makes a massive impact on the car because you slow the car down. That can, you know, decrease aerodynamics. Lots of things are quite, again, it's a very tactical sport. It's a sport that requires, you know, you have to wear your thinking cap a lot. And so although you might not necessarily be fit or strong or whatever, you have to be incredibly healthy and stay to a strict, you know, you have to be on a strict diet or a strict meal plan because if you don't, it can be like really costly for your team and your racing. So, I think you don't necessarily have to be fit, but you have to make sure that you, you're you someone that can stick to a plan and that can, can maintain that. Because some footballers, you know, you can get much stronger, you can bulk. In F1, it doesn't really work like that. And you have to be a, a, like a certain, you know, you have to be a certain body type for it to work. It's probably why Lewis Hamilton has gone for a plant-based diet and has opened a vegan burger shop in Canary Wharf. hope that is a wrap well it was lovely speaking to you um and please do email us at sportsfordummiespodcast at gmail.com if you have any thoughts send us some selfies i want to see some different football kits that'd be fun yeah even even if it's not necessarily like a nation even if it's your team who do you support in your country wherever you're listening from lewis pleasure as always thank you for teaching me something new no worries at all and i'll see you next week and come on england (laughs) come on england yeah Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.